we're in a waste crisis and the more solutions, the better. And it's great to be a part of something that is developing solutions. Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Hello, neighbors. I am so excited to have you on the show for today's guest. If you're new to Hometown Earth, I've mentioned the innovative waste management company, TerraCycle, from the very beginning. TerraCycle partners with companies across the globe to recycle products and packages that would otherwise be landfilled or incinerated, everything from cigarette butts to dirty diapers. This has really helped to keep waste from our environment in a new and innovative way, but there is still the problem of getting these items to TerraCycle for them to remanufacture into something new. And honestly, the creation of these single-use items in the first place. They knew that recycling alone is not the answer to the world's waste problem. In comes the brainchild of TerraCycle, Loop. Loop reimagines the way we shop, reducing waste at the source through design and innovation of the products themselves with their company partners. It's as simple as buying the products you love and completing a simple and sustainable return when you're finished. It's a solution to the root cause of waste, not just dealing with the symptoms of it. In this episode, we get to hear from PR expert Eric Rosen about the loop process and their mission to eliminate the idea of waste worldwide. Get ready to be blown away as you hear more about the sustainable future of consumption through Loop. Are you ready when inspiration strikes? Now you can take notes while listening to Hometown Earth, write quotes, facts, or even journal with our limited collection of pocket notebooks. Designed by a local artist and produced on 100% recycled paper, these will be your new favorite on-the-go notepads. Get yours today at lenasanford.com forward slash shop. Eric, thank you so much for joining us on Hometown Earth. We would love to kind of hear a quick rundown of your role with the company and how you describe Loop in your own words. Well, thanks for having me, Lena. I really appreciate it. Um, I've been with Loop actually since before its inception. Uh, Loop kicked off in July of 2019. Um, I was with the company even before that. Um, I handle media and public relations for Loop in North America. Little background on Loop, um, for those that don't know, it is a global reuse platform um, that is enabled by a multi-stakeholder coalition of manufacturers, retailers, um, and consumers that aims to eliminate the idea of waste. And what Loop does is it partners with brands and retailers 
to shift from a disposable to a durable supply chain, which ultimately enables consumers to responsibly shop for a wide variety of commonly used products from shampoo to Clorox to Haagen-Dazs ice cream to Coca-Cola. So that kind of is, is a pretty good summation of Loop. Yeah. Um, and the platform, um, as I mentioned, it, it launched in 2019 in, in Paris and in the United States and is now available in the UK, in France, in, in the US, in Canada, and Japan. Um, so a, a very rapid expansion. I remember my sister saying recently, like, I wish there was some way I could get these brand name products uh, that I love and know in an eco-friendly, refillable way. And it's like Loop delivers exactly that. So I really appreciate that rundown. But one of the things that we have been talking about is, you know, like major steps to practicing better waste management is to reframe waste as a resource. So how does Luke kind of view waste and the future of the globe's waste? That's a great question. Luke's parent company is a company called TerraCycle. And TerraCycle has been around for about 20 years um, and is the global leader in, in recycling, uh, hard to recycle waste, cigarette butts, bubble gum, things that are typically not recycled. And, and TerraCycle and Luke share a mission. And that is to really eliminate the idea of waste. So what we hope is that we see moving forward a world of products that do come in durable and reusable packaging. And that you know, we, we don't feel, even though TerraCycle is a recycling company, we don't believe that we can recycle our way out of the waste crisis. Right. Um, that we have to attack waste at the root cause, which is to not create it in the first place. And that's what Loop really drives at, which, you know, it's the idea of developing and creating a circular economy. So that's kind of the, the hope. As a little background with Loop and its synergy with its parent company, TerraCycle, all of Loop products are durable and reusable. However, they will get banged up. And the brand, and I'll explain this at some point as we're talking, but the brands own the package in, in loop. And at some point when a pack goes around and around and around 50 times, it will get banged up, <laughs> uh, scratched, dinged, and the brand will want to pull that pack out of, out of circulation. Mm-hmm. At that point, it can go back to TerraCycle and probably will go back to TerraCycle to be recycled. Um, so again, we're, we're dealing with uh, the idea of really having no, no waste whatsoever. Yeah, I love that. I I think that it's almost hard for people to imagine a world where there is no waste, but y'all are bringing it to um, to people's doorstep and to the stores that they are frequenting. So, can you tell us a little bit more about how you know people can access the Loop system and you know how y'all make it approachable for people? Absolutely. So, in the United States. Uh, Loop is available in store in 25 Fred Myers, which is a Kroger brand in the Portland, Oregon metro area. It's our goal to scale as rapidly as, as we can. And what we've seen around the world is that, you know, in, in Tesco in the UK, 
we launched and expanded very quickly. We launched in Japan and, and expanded from 10 to 30 stores very quickly. So it is our hope to sort of spread through across the country. We're just launching in Portland actually today. Consumers there will be able to go to their store, shop for loop packaging. Um, and, and that just, as I'm talking to you, it's just kicking off. So well, that's it's, exciting. It's, Congratulations. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, it's, it's really very cool stuff. We're also available in Burger King in New Jersey, um, McDonald's in the UK, Tim Hortons in Canada. So slowly but surely um, kind of spanning the, the globe in, in a variety of ways and places. I think it is like a global revolution. Um, and you kind of talked about, you know, it's in it's in stores. So, you know, say Loop is kind of everywhere for everyone. Can you walk us through an ideal scenario or a day in the life, if you will, of, of you going to the store and using Loop? Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that um, that Loop wants to do is make the process and the shopping and the returning as convenient as possible for the consumer. The ultimate goal of Loop is actually to have a consumer be able to shop anywhere and return anywhere. So ultimately, a consumer could shop at a, at a Fred Meyer in Portland and return at a Tesco in the UK. Wow. So that's the ultimate goal is to truly to be able to buy anywhere and return anywhere and to be just ubiquitous so that really you could take your shampoo on an airplane, finish it in the UK and return it there. The process works and the way this works, and you asked to take you know a day in the life. So I would walk into a Fred Meyer, there will be a loop aisle. In that loop aisle is all the products that are packed in, in durable, reusable packaging. I'd shop no differently than I would if I were in the rest of the store purchasing other products. In the Loop model, the brand owns the package and the consumer only purchases the product. Now, in a typical packaging and what we're used to, the consumer, when you walk into the store, you buy Pantene, you want the Pantene, you don't want the package, you use the shampoo, you throw the package away. Right. Loop is sort of like the milkman of old. So the brand owns the package. So now let's go back to a day in the life. I walk in, I buy Pantene, I buy Haagen-Dazs, I buy all the goods that I want. I bring them home, I use them. When they're empty, I simply bring them back to the store, drop them off at the store, and go shopping for my next purchase. Sounds pretty simple. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly it, is to make it as simple, as convenient as possible. And people are going to go back to the store because you've got to go shopping. So it's, it doesn't require you to, to go out of your way. It doesn't require you to do anything differently than you would do anyway. Well, so can people also buy, you know, online? I know that was a pilot program that y'all were running. Is that um, in the plans for future so people could do either? So as of now, we are no longer online. The feeling and what we believe is that we can get, uh, be a lot more impactful if we are truly everywhere. And so the idea is we're no longer online. We will be expanding around the country in store. And we're coming to Walgreens pretty soon, I, I believe in the spring or summer. 
Um, so you'll start seeing more and more loop stores popping up all over the country. Yeah, I think there's a good opportunity to talk about kind of uh, responsibility really quick because they're used to just, you know, putting it out in the regular bin out to the curb and not dealing with it anymore because it was theirs and they were responsible for it. So they're trying to do something with it. Um, But TerraCycle, you know, you kind of got to make the effort to send it in or get it to a box that's drop off. But I really do like how Loop kind of gives that responsibility back to the companies who is creating the product (laughs) to start off with. Yeah. So like, I think that, you know, another thing that we've talked about is the fact that the consumer has to have the, another responsibility of cleaning their recyclables. Um, But with loop, they don't have to do that. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? How loop can solve kind of that responsibility problem and upholding that with people's busy lives and kind of instill confidence in them to participate in loop? Absolutely. You, you touch on a couple of things. One is, is corporate responsibility. Um, and, you know, while, while it would be wonderful if corporations were, you know, truly being good corporate citizens, what really moves the needle for corporations is consumer demand. And what mm. you're seeing now more and more is uh, our consumers who are really voting with their with their wallet and pocketbooks. And it's driving more and more brands to become more and more sustainable. You know, that's sort of their responsibility. It's also, they're just pretty simply making a, a, a smart business decision. Right. From the consumer's perspective, and we go back to being as convenient as possible and you were talking about cleaning, you're absolutely, absolutely right. To drop it into your blue bin for recycling, you need it rinsed. It can't be contaminated. With loop, I'll keep reiterating the idea is to be as convenient as possible and as simple as possible so that a consumer doesn't have to change its their behavior. It's what's going to make the platform effective. So no, you don't, the consumer has to do absolutely nothing except return the pack and the pack can be dirty, dented. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It goes back to the store. The store gives it to loop. We have our proprietary cleaning process, which cleans and sanitizes every pack. That pack gets sent back to the brand to be refilled. It's refilled, sent back to Loop, and put on the shelves. People are very, very confident in in our sanitization processes, and um, they're incredibly stringent. The brands have had to approve all of them as well. So it is. It's, it's as you said. It's very, very convenient, and the, the consumer, the responsibility of the consumer is merely to bring the pack back. That's it. That's pretty simple <laughs> for yeah, most people yeah. to do. Yeah. And I think you kind of touched on a, a good thing there as far as, um, you know, obviously we keep saying how convenient it is, but also just the fact that a lot of these consumers, they don't have sustainability top of mind. Who do you want to use your products and why is it important for Loop to bring in not just the sustainably minded Uh, groups of people, but also their families and their friends who might not be and just be looking for, uh, you know, a a good product, essentially, the products that they know and love. We want every consumer to use Loop products, not because it's a Loop product, but because it's better for the environment, better for the planet. 
again, and I'm pounding away at this, but the idea to make it as simple and as convenient as possible. So yes, not for just the uh, sustainable minded person, but for everybody. And the products are identical. If you're shopping for Pantene, why not shop for Pantene in a reusable pack? Um, you're using the Pantene anyway. Right. That's the thing is you mentioned, uh, you know, people not having to change their routine. So it's almost just changing it at the <laughs> at the point where they buy it so that it's easier. Um, and then we don't have to worry about people mismanaging uh, the products that they buy. And it's absolutely true. And, and one of the things you'll you'll find when you walk into a store that has a loop aisle or loop aisles, you can't miss it. It's it's <laughs> the packaging is beautiful. The aisles are are very they're you know very pretty to look at. So a consumer can't miss a loop aisle. Yeah. And a lot of the packs are really beautiful packages. Um, I mentioned Hagendas. Hagendas created a stainless steel double wall pack that is absolutely gorgeous to look at. And you know, we're used to the waxy kind of throwaway ice cream container. <laughs> what, what they developed was something really, really nice. And it, it, and some of these also have features that you don't see with single-use packaging. That Haagen-Dazs container, if left out on a counter, will keep your ice cream frozen for hours. Um, wow. So all kinds of cool stuff. It's not just uh, the product packaging. It's almost like elevating the function of it as well. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. true. I love that. Well, so say somebody is walking down an aisle and they see these loop aisles. Why would consumers choose these products? Like, is What is the price comparison and kind of the life cycle of, of this product? What would be the draw there? Besides saving the planet. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, the draw is saving the planet, but it, the cost is no greater than purchasing the exact same product in single use packaging. Wow. So that's, exa that's exactly the draw. There is, um, there is absolutely no reason that a consumer would want to purchase a single use product. The, the cost is, is co comparable and the package is reusable. So no reason for them not to want to. Um, there is a, a small deposit on every package that is 100% refunded when the pack is returned. The reason for that deposit is, again, in this particular model, the brand owns the package. Mm -hmm. So the, the package is an asset to the brand. So as soon as the brand gets the pack back, the deposit is refunded. It doesn't matter if the package is dented, dinged, dirty, filthy, smashed, doesn't matter. But the, the asset is the brands as opposed to the consumers. And that's just, yeah, to help things stay away from that, you know, waste dream. We, we want to keep it in the, in the recycle recovery uh, area if possible. So Absolutely. I really like that. So it's kind of worth noting too, then that, you know, more normal like plastic recyclables that people would find in their households, you know, are only used once and kind of can be recycled a couple times, depending on if they did it correctly. But Loops products can be reused, uh, you know, 
up to what is it a hundred times and that they're fully recyclable. So what, what happens when a customer brings back a loop product that is banged up and busted and, or maybe not recoverable to be reused again, what are they recycled or reused into at that point? So most of the things that TerraCycle will recycle will be turned into, will be pelletized. And those, those pellets can be turned into virtually anything. We've turned pellets into shipping pallets. We've turned pellets into uh, picnic benches, playgrounds. Once, once something is pelletized, you can turn it into just about anything. Not about loot, but about TerraCycle. I mentioned that, that TerraCycle recycles re- um, cigarette butts. Mm. And you know, if you take a cigarette butt, the, the filter is mostly plastic. And the rest of the cigarette, the tobacco and the paper is compostable. TerraCycle separates the two things, takes the plastic, pelletizes it, and turns it into shipping pallets. Wow. In an ideal world, you might take the container and turn it back into itself, but that's not guaranteed to happen. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like y'all had some innovative stuff. I, I think I saw something that was like a you know, stuff made out of bubble gum and <laughs> the cigarette butts, obviously. You've got some really creative folks on the team there. Yeah, absolutely. So if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about like the sustainability of these products versus these plastic products um, that people are normally buying. So I, I will start with that. that plastic is not necessarily the demon. Um, right. loop itself, loop, loop itself is, is, um, material agnostic. The material is really doesn't necessarily matter to us. There are very durable, reusable plastics and, and that's okay. Yes. Yeah. Where we get into problems is with anything that's single use. And then we have use it once, throw it away and we create all, create all this trash. The, the life cycle, it, it, it's a, not a really simple question, <laughs> because as I, as I mentioned, the brands own the packs. So we can get something go around 10 times. We could get something go around 100 times um, before the brand decides to take it out of circulation. So it, it truly is dependent on the brand and dependent on how badly the package gets banged up or broken. So it's more of a, a collaboration almost, it seems like, with these companies. Is that fair to say? It's absolutely fair. The language we often use is that the, the brands that are participating in Loop, are they're partnering with us. So it, it is absolutely a collaboration. I love that. So you kind of mentioned some of those uh, names. People, you know, don't want to change their routines. They they know and love, you know, Tide and uh, Pantene and those big companies and maybe don't want to switch it up. So who who are those companies there? And, you know, how do you all decide which companies you want to work with and which ones you don't? Ultimately, we want to work with all companies um, (laughs) because we don't want any waste. So we, you know, we love to work with all companies. Um, you know, how we pick and choose is can a company de- develop and change their supply chain to accommodate reusable, durable packaging. Mm. Unilever, Procter & Gamble are the bi- the biggest of the big um, multinational corporations are partnered with us. Um, Pantene, Clorox, Coca-Cola, Nature's Path, McCormick Spices. Those are some of the big ones. Then we've got, yeah. you know, smaller 
mom and pop businesses. We, there's a there's a company I just drew a blank on their name, but they make <laughs> nut, they make nut butter. They're a very small company. They're very sustainable. So companies large and small, multinational, not multinational, um, just companies that that really are willing to to either change or develop sustainable reusable packaging. Yeah, I think I even saw um, Meow Meow Tweet, which is a brand that I use and love. And yes. they were on one of your lists. And I was like, wow, that's yes. really convenient for me. <laughs> and I really love that. Absolutely. And you can go and, and your listeners can go to exploreloop.com. You'll be able to see all the all the brands that are participating. Um, and, and you'll see exactly what I said. Large brands, small brands, medium-sized brands. Um, we want them all. Yeah. Well, so what has, I'll throw you a, a question for a loop. What's been your favorite part about seeing uh, loop grow kind of as a company and develop this since you've been on the train for quite some time? You know, that's it, a great question. And not often do you participate in something that you truly think could change the world. My feeling going to work every day is that I'm, I'm, I am doing something that is truly making a difference and changing the world. And so that, that it's, it's one of my favorite things, watching, watching this grow from just the concept in 2018 to being on four continents in 2022 um, yeah. is incredibly exciting. It's, it's incredibly exciting to me. It makes the day fun. Um, I love that. Thank you. We're in a waste crisis, and and the more solutions, the better. And it's great to be a part of something that is developing solutions. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, like I said, we've been talking about practicing better waste management, and really that could look as simple as um, you know eliminating the idea of waste altogether, and just keeping up with loop and tear cycle, and um, kind of following the lead of y'all's innovation. So I really appreciate you coming on and kind of giving us an insider view of everything. Is there anything before we go that you want to tell us about Loop that we haven't touched on already? No, I think just um, for everybody listening, check us out at exploreloop.com and keep an eye out. We'll be coming to wherever you are soon, hopefully. And continue continue to recycle and, and stay sustainable. Well, I really do appreciate it. And I know I will be using Loop as soon as it rolls out in Missouri. So um, really excited for that. And heck, maybe I'll drive across the country and end up being able to drop it wherever I land. So there you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Eric. I really appreciate you um, joining us today on Hometown Earth and hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you, Lena. I appreciate you having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details. And let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram at Hometown Earth or connect with me personally personally at Lena Saintford. We all know change needs to happen. So let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.